episode 200 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. We're your hosts, Brooke and Farron. Holy moly. 200. Two with two zeros. We did it. <laughs> this is a huge podcast milestone. If you don't know a lot about podcasts, a lot of times people start them and then there's 10 episodes. So to make it 200 episodes, thank you God, because really there would have not been another way without Jesus in it. Yes, and some more math for you. Ooh, divided not by the math. <laughs> 200 divided by 52 weeks is approximately 3.8 years. Yeah, so we've been giving you weekly episodes since about then. Every week, you can count on us. Yeah, I think it's just a good reminder for the anyone that is listening that's starting on the podcast journey and has 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't 200 in a month. Can you imagine? Nope. Oh, no. So, this yes. is not our full-time job. <laughs> this is our ministry. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Yes. So, ooh, a little reminiscing, Farron. Remember the time we both sat in Starbucks, mm. and we knew there was, it was in 2018, it's like October 2018, we're feeling all the Halloween vibes because we love it. <laughs> I was just thinking about Halloween earlier today, and then I got really excited because it's only, <laughs> we're like almost halfway to Halloween. It's great. <laughs> anyway, and at the same time, sitting in that Starbucks, we were both... We knew there was something that we needed to do, we were called to do, and we did not know what it was. And at the same time, we were both like, what if we started a podcast? I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know what I think that people, newer friends, don't realize is before the podcast, even I saw each other maybe three times a year. Yes. Even though we lived less than five miles away. Which is dumb <laughs> and not good for our friendship because we yeah. were just, I think we were uh, having babies. That's when the babies started. If you just had babies, guys, hang in there. You'll see your friend in three to six months. <laughs> yeah, you'll find ways. It'll be fine. You'll make it. Hang yeah. in there. Or start a podcast, and then yeah. you'll be forced yes. to meet regularly. That's right. <laughs> it was great. Oh, look at us. Okay, I'm proud of us. Yay. Thank you. Here we are. Episode 200. 200. In the book of Philippians, Paul's writing a letter to his friends in Philippi. Yeah, from jail. From jail. From the jailhouse. And not only jail, but probably going to face some brutality. Right. It was either I'm going to live and have to be persecuted as I'm living, or I this is where I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And he is facing that truth and still writing this letter to the Philippians to encourage them yeah. and support them, cheering, cheering them on. It's just a great reciprocity there. They had brought him the gift. He's writing a letter of encouragement back. Mm-hmm. And that's a great resemble or a great way to resemble a friendship yeah I think when I'm in my lowest times that's when I like I'm just a blob needing other people's support I don't know what I need (laughs) here's a gift basket just in the fetal position (laughs) feed me oh you know Um, it's like who is it in the bible is it Elijah who took a nap and ate some food and he felt a whole lot better yes he felt like not dying yes he he wanted to die but then he ate food and slept and then he was ready to travel for 40 days. I got better. Yeah, he got better. <laughs> okay, so, to, so today we're going to talk about Philippians chapter 2. So homework would be reading chapter 2. Farron, why don't you tell us what's going on right before we get to our verses? Yes, so you know it is very hard for us to just pick one verse because there are many great verses in Scripture. Um, but we did. We narrowed it down to one. But I'm going to tease you a little bit, a little carrot to get you to go read chapter 2. <laughs> There is some really great scripture on humility, especially if you struggle with the comparison trap. 
mm. at the beginning of chapter two. So it was really hard to choose between that one and the one we're going to talk about. But if you struggle with comparison, please, please, please go read all of chapter two. But it is at the beginning of chapter two. If you need a little more help with comparison trap, there's actually a, a women's Bible study called The Comparison Trap. We'll link it. Sounds great. So we're reading Philippians 2, verses 13 and 14 today. I'm going to read from the NLT, and Farron, you'll read from the ESV. Sounds Do you good. want to go first? I went first last time. Or I don't do know. Go I feel like you've been going first. I like that pattern. All right, we yeah. can do that. Here we go. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing. And the ESV says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or questioning. I like the four different words they used. But first, okay, let's talk about (laughs) verse 13 before we get to 14. So God is working in you. And I know in Ephesians we talked about that inner strength through the Holy Spirit that God gives you that you can tap into. So same thing here. You're still using the Holy Spirit to tap in. And it says it will give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a hard time wanting to do a thing. I want to want to. You know how awesome it would be if you wanted to clean or wanted to cook? Yeah. Wanted to insert whatever chore you don't want to do. (laughs) Wanted to fold the laundry and put it away the same day you washed it? What? So that inner strength, that God-given strength, will change those desires in your heart. I also think sometimes we feel God calling us to do something, like Brooke was saying, that we don't want to do. And so maybe the next step is to pray that God changes the desire in your heart. Yes. Um, Whether it's a job change or a big family decision and you're having to go the direction you don't want to go and there's nothing else you can do about it. We'll talk more about prayer in a Mm -hmm. bit, but maybe your first prayer is, God, if this is your desire, please change the desire of my my heart to align with yours. I want to want to do what you want me to do. So now we have verse 14. So the first verse in verse 13, it was, you have that Holy Spirit working in you that can give you the desires that God wants. So pray on it. We'll talk more about prayer in a second. Verse 14 says, do everything without complaining and arguing. ESV says, without grumbling or questioning. In my head, those four things all look differently for me. Complaining, uh, okay, what does complaining look like to you, Farron, in Farron world? Um, explaining why you don't want to do something. <laughs> like what? With a negative tone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my struggle. It's the tone. Maybe if I said it happier. Did you ever see Robin Hood Men in Tights? Mm-mm. Okay, that's also everyone's homework. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if it's inappropriate. But there's one part where it's a, it's a parody on the Robin Hood story. There's one part where the king doesn't want to hear the bad news. He's like, can you tell me in a funny way? And so then the, the deliverer of the news starts laughing and like knee slapping. And the king's like, that wasn't funny at all. And he said, but, but you wanted to. Anyway, so that makes me think, Brooke, adjust your tone. Complaining. Oh, just that whining. Everyone knows what whining sounds like. Maybe not when you do it, but when someone else does it, it's easy to find. Yeah. I think complaining aligns with questioning. Um, yes. Complaining is posing like, why, why? am I doing this? I mm-hmm. shouldn't have to do this, and here are the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you'll remind me when we get to the tell part. Okay, I'll I've, try. I've got a thing there for, for the arguing slash questioning. Okay. So there's that. The grumbling. 
Oh, the grumbling. <laughs> okay, here's my definition of grumbling. Tell me. Ooh, if you say something under your breath, mm. I will snatch you up. Yes! If you have something to say, you better say it loud enough for me to hear. Uh-huh. Oh, Ooh. I will never forget. it. You know, some people are like, you're one of marriage is the hardest. And stop giving that advice to people. I'm, I gave that advice to someone, and that was a terrible thing for me to do. Number yeah. one, that doesn't set up anyone for success. Number two, what if you get to year two and year two is worse? <laughs> I thought that was the hardest year. You're setting the expectation, right? When you tell That's people dumb. that, they're going to make the first year the hardest. Anyways. But in this example, it was my Morgan's first year of marriage. <laughs> and he, I, we are both highly confrontational people. But in this first, you know, mistake that we both made, he said something under his breath. And I said, what did you say? which probably wasn't, you know, the tone like we talked about. <laughs> and then he said it, and then that was some intense fellowship that was not needed because we were freaking grumbling. So don't say it under your breath. Just don't say it at all. Capture that thought. Read this verse. Help you, God help me want to want to do it, and I'm going to do it without complaining, arguing, grumbling, questioning, insert synonym. And I think grumbling is also the, the noises. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe we just have a track. <laughs> oh. Because ooh, I might catch start. me do it. Catch me see you do that. Oh. I'm gonna start recording my kids and the noises. <laughs> we'll add an audio track. <laughs> this is what grumbling's like. Oh, okay. Well, that was fun. <laughs> a prayer. We've talked. We've touched on prayer a whole lot. So God help me want to want that. Because wouldn't it be nice if God called you to do a thing and you actually wanted to do it? Yeah. So start praying that now. If, if you feel like you're about to have a, a shift in life or as new season's approaching, God, help me want to want to change this baby's diaper. <laughs> that might be a thing for you. Lord, please help me put the clothes away after they're clean and folded on the couch. Oh, man. Yes. Wow. See? All kinds of things you can pray for. Specifically with me, taming my tongue is what I need. Because if I, if I, as a one, see something, this is where I need to work, work on this. I see something, I want to say something. Like, mm-mm, that's not what, no. When really, I need, I need to have a better approach. Does it even need to be said at all? Calm down, Brooke. But yes, mainly taming the tongue, which starts with your capturing of thoughts. Yeah. And that aligns back to what we said about praying for the desire of your heart to match God's. Mm -hmm. If you have the same desire like Brooke was just saying, then you're probably not grumbling, questioning, or arguing, right? So, yeah, if you are in a bad mood, pray. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, what do I pray for specifically? You could use, again, that word desire. But I like, too, like you said, it's that perspective shift, the capturing your thoughts. And, man, I'll wait till we get to tell the kids keep coming up to mind okay <laughs> but we have to be honest here guys we do it yep too. where do you think they learned it we do it too oh bless yeah. it hello mirror we'll meet you at the tell portion of this episode yeah in fact i grumble and complain to them about what they need so all oh. is fair in love and war wow two wrongs don't make a right but three lefts do <laughs> talk Read, pray, talk. We're on talk. We touched on this a little bit in our CG. So sometimes 
you need to help see the error of your ways. Mm. If you are that, everybody has that coworker that is constantly complaining or arguing. If you don't, is it you? That might be a good question to (laughs) ask. And I'm so glad you opened up with the humility statement because we all need to go read the beginning of chapter two. I'm going to have to do that like right after this. But talking to each other in your group, in your home group, life group, best friend, whoever has the same spiritual philosophy as you, who's that person in your life who's going to help kind of call that out of you? And that can be gross and uncomfortable, but also necessary. So it's that vulnerability piece and accountability. I'm giving you permission to help me reel it in because I don't want to, I don't want to be the grumbling, complaining person. Someone help me if I'm doing that. Yeah. I um, just looked back at verse 12 and I had circled the word obeyed. And so as we're talking about this, I'm thinking like sometimes if you don't want to do it, you just got to do it anyway. And that's part of obedience and obeying. And so I believe there's scripture later somewhere in this Bible that says to do everything with like a positive attitude, essentially. At least on this one, it's saying first step, don't grumble, argue, or complain. And so if you can first get to a place of obedience, Mm -hmm. I think that's like the stepping stone to then everything you do, do for the glory of God. And you know, you'd be doing it with effort. And you're giving away our next letter from Paul. Okay. That's like it. Come back in like seven episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be that verse. (laughs) But I do think that it's not coincidental that it started with humility talks about obedience, mm-hmm. how Jesus was obedient to the point of death on a cross. Yes. This is all in chapter two. I'm not giving it all away. And then... You're telling us the answers. <laughs> and then <laughs> here comes where we need to obey without grumbling and complaining. So mm-hmm. um, I think that if you hear somebody complaining about what they have to do, that they know they need to do, just bringing it back to maybe a place of obedience is a good starting point. Yes. Like you don't have to love it. Right. You want to want to love it. Sure. Maybe you'll That's get there. That's a bonus. There, yeah. But start In at, Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah. Start at obedience. When my kids have to clean their room, they're not all yippy skippy, but if they can do it without complaining, I'll tell you I'm pretty thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> and they often get it done faster. I love how you're just going right into the tell portion because like you said, Farron, you don't have to love cleaning your room. You can reap the benefits of your hard work. At the end, your room looks nice. You know where everything is. You didn't lose your jacket that was right there on the floor that you couldn't find five hours ago to go to school. Mm-hmm. Not naming any names. Certainly wasn't my kid. <laughs> Rhymes with Babby. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a guh in front of the- <laughs> But you can reap those benefits, and that helps give the big picture perspective. So remember, hey, yes... We need to clean our room right now. We're going to do it joyfully is the bonus. We can have fun doing it. We, let's, what, what soundtrack do you want to listen to? Do we want to sing along? Do we want to play a game while we pick up? want to shoot toys into the basket? You can make it fun, which is a good skill to teach your kids anyway. I need, this is self-talk also apparently here. Welcome to Therapy 101. <laughs> How can I clean dishes joyfully? Mm. And that might be sometimes Morgan will help or we'll just talk while we're doing it or we're being goofy We have a really weird flirt style. Don't judge us. But it gets done, and it didn't suck. Too bad. Yeah. Not quite as bad as (laughs) I thought it was going to. If you've got kids, whining happens in your life. But guess what? If you're also a human, whining happens in your life. Mm -hmm. That's why this set of verses is so important. So, yes, try to address it with your kids. The second you see them foot stomp, 
hey, that that counts as grumbling Mm -hmm. or that counts as sometimes they don't. If you have kids, I can imagine a couple of our kids who, well, I didn't go, huh, but yeah, you crossed your arms or you're pouting or you're stomping. That's all a negative way you're moving your body. And what's your heart posture when you're doing that? I know you're not happily stomping. Yeah. I think when I think of tell too, thinking back to verse 13 about aligning the desires, mm-hmm. um, I, not from a manipulative standpoint, but I want my kids to see the rationale and have yeah. buy-in. Um, if you've been a leader anywhere, you know that having buy-in from the people you lead is a very important part of accomplishing any goal or shift in system changes. Um, but yes, yeah, so I like this thing that I've seen on social media that's like so much laundry to do. And the flip side is blessed to have these many clothes. Yes. Right? And so sometimes with the kids, it's like, it's, uh, do you want to have clean underwear to wear? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I need you to bring me your laundry basket yes. down. Do you want your Jersey clean for your game on Saturday? Okay. Then you need to pick up all those clothes on your floor and bring it to me. Yeah. So sometimes if I can communicate in a way, so that way they match their desires with my desires. Mm-hmm. I tell them sometimes too, I'm not trying to punish you. I'm not trying to make you miserable. Um, you know, if it's helping putty groceries away, we are blessed mm-hmm. to have this food. And daddy even remembered to buy you your favorite yeah. dessert for your lunchbox. So again, that perspective shift of why am I having to do this? Instead, the desire to feel grateful for what, what you got. I like that little tweak in there too, because then that was a way to honor your husband as well. Oh, yeah. And that helps the kid feel special too, that not only did dad remember me, he bought a thing for me, and now I'm thankful that we have this thing and we can put it up full circle. Good job. Yeah, relationships are definitely a little bit of give and take. That's something that's come up in a lot of life conversations lately. And so it's not... I spent my hard-earned money to buy you your snacks, so you owe me and mm-hmm. need to... But just the rest... Say it. Rest of, Reciprocity. Yeah. Of, like, here's how I showed love and support for you, and in this moment, I'm needing some love and support to put the groceries yeah, away. Yeah, name it. Say it. That's great. Something I've taught Sloan, because the complaining question... Or the questioning mm. or arguing. Will you do this? Why? And she's not being snotty. She just, she wants, she needs that buy-in. That Mm -hmm. helped me know, oh, she needs buy-in here. So we've tweaked that to, may I I ask why? And so if I say something or I need her to do something, may I ask why? And I'll say, sure. And then I'll explain exactly why. And my answer will never be because I said so. It will always be something that makes sense and it ties back to the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think... People that don't like when people, their kids maybe ask why. Again, just check with yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do this? And even if you don't ask why, let me ask you this. How much more are you putting into a project when you know the why behind it? Yeah. And no one's having to bribe you with a toy or a candy because I know a lot of how a lot of Or a bonus. Yeah. Or or PTO. (laughs) Yes. So... There's a lot of power behind knowing the why. And with our relationship with God, we don't always get that. Mm -hmm. But as we think about those that we lead, and sometimes we can offer the why and provide the why. I like the positive or polite way to ask. You're modeling that for Sloan. Um, But that sometimes that's the only care you need. Cost you zero dollars, isn't full of sugar, doesn't teach them they get a prize for everything. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to do it and we're going to make the most of it. 
Which ties back to one of our Ephesians episodes. Look at that. Look at that. Bible's full circle, everybody. Interesting how that works. <laughs> well, that wraps up episode 200. Yay. Confetti candy. <laughs> I love those things. We, you know, one of these days, Farron, we're going to get us some confetti cannons. Are y'all doing a gender reveal? No, we're just, uh, we really like confetti cannons. Next photo shoot. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, we can't do it in Target, though, if we're going to do confetti cannons. We did do a photo shoot inside of Target. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Beth's it friends awesome. do. <laughs> I do think we need to do, like, an annual photo shoot. Like, family pictures, but we'll do best friend pictures. And someday we'll look back and say, look how young we were. <laughs> Remember when we thought we had wrinkles? <laughs> <laughs> look at us now. Oh, uh, wow. Aging's fun. Okay, everyone. We'll see you next week. Yeah, don't do it alone. Aging, that is. <laughs> Bye. Jeez.